Hey y'all! Hey! I'm your host Tatiana. And I'm your other host Tamara. Welcome back to Sisters Dating Jesus Podcast. Today we are going to be talking about salvation. When you come to salvation, some will have deliverance immediately, while some will have to walk through a season where God delivers them from a specific area in their lives that they're struggling with. Both of these occasions does not mean that a person isn't saved. For example, two people might struggle with a drug addiction. Both of these people got saved and invited Jesus into their hearts. Person A got the drug addiction deliverance broken off of them the day of salvation. However, person B still struggles with the desire to take drugs. That does not mean both person A and B aren't saved and don't have the gift of eternal life. That is a lie from the enemy. It just means that both person A and B, just like all of us, have to walk out our salvation daily. And that will look different for each and every one of us, depending on who we are and what we're struggling with. This podcast episode isn't to tell you to continue to live a life of sin and God will be pleased with you. That is not biblical. We are here to speak the truth in hopes to point people to Jesus and in the end to salvation. I want to address that clearly so that you aren't thinking that Tatiana and me are both saying it's okay to sin. That is not what we're saying within this podcast. Living a life of sin is what our lives were like prior to salvation. However, the difference is after salvation, we have the power to overcome our sins with the help of the Holy Spirit. The Bible verse that helps me in this area is Romans chapter 6 verses 6 through 14 in the NLT version and it reads, We know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin. For when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. And since we died with Christ, we know we will also live with him. We are sure of this because Christ was raised from the dead and he will never die again. Death no longer has any power over him. When he died, he died once to break the power of sin. But now that he lives, he lives for the glory of God. So you also should consider yourselves to be dead to the power of sin and alive to God through Jesus Christ. Do not let sin control the way you live. Do not give in to sinful desires. Do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, give yourselves completely to God, for you were dead, but now you have new life. So use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. Sin is no longer your master, for you no longer live under the requirements of the law. Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. My church often states this statement, you don't get good to get God, you get God to get good. A way to break sin off of our lives is to admit it to God, repent to God, confess to others, and submit it to Him. Let's dive into our episode. When I first got saved, I thought everything I struggled with was going to be gone. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I don't think God is going to not do the miraculous or anything, but I literally thought it was going to be some type of supernatural, like, once I come out the water, I'm literally in bright color. And like, when I look in the water, I'm going to be black and white dead. Literally, <laughs> like some type of astral. Yeah, yeah. Like my direction. Something. Like yeah. my spirit came out. Like, honestly, that's what I thought was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then Monday came. Somebody made me mad. Yeah. I struggled with swearing. And when I mean swearing, I mean really bad. 
I did not even know how to form my sentences without cussing. Cussing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how I expressed myself. I had a headache, and obviously I'd be in school all day, so I couldn't cuss. Or you know, I'll just go to the bathroom and say a couple words, and I'm like, I'm good to go. It was that bad. Like yeah. I'm not kidding. I'm dead serious. Mm-hmm. I had a very disgusting mouth mm-hmm. back in the day, and I would remember I used to catch an attitude with myself because I would question myself. Girl, you can't be safe if you're still cussing. Yeah, We all know Christian people don't cuss. Mm-hmm. I used to say, there's no way God is going to you know, hear my voice, yeah. hear my prayers, answer me, let alone use me. Like, look at me. I'm saying I'm Christian. I'm going to church. And literally Monday, somebody cuts me off. I'm ready to get out the car, cuss them out yeah. if I'm not already cussing them out yeah. and ready to fight them. Yeah. I, I cannot be saved. You know, I just didn't know I would have to now walk out my salvation. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus says to pick up your cross and follow me. And for me, when I think about picking up my cross and follow him, everything that I literally struggle with, with the cussing, the anger, having an attitude, mm-hmm. not patient, everything that's opposite Jesus is literally written on my cross that I have to crucify when I got saved. Yes. That's but, a great analogy. But the thing for me, it's like, he said to pick up your cross and follow me. Tatiana, that literally means you need to walk out your salvation every day. Yep. Now that I am saved, you have the power to not cuss them out. Yes. I didn't realize that Jesus was giving me the way out when I was saved. Mm. I just didn't want to listen. I was going off of my impulses. Mm-hmm. I definitely had moments when somebody got me mad or I wanted to express myself. Before it came in my in my mind, it was like, mm, maybe you should use another change of words. It's not it. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know at that time that was a Holy Spirit just trying to walk me through it. But did I listen? No, I did not. But obviously, the longer and longer I'm walking with Christ, mm-hmm. I realized, wow. He even sent people my way to say, girl... You look like this, but once you open up your, your mouth, mouth you, you are, are ugly. ugly. You yeah. remember that? I, I was remember. on set. I yes. will not forget it. We were in Georgia on yes. set in between. Um, actually, no, our lunch break on set. Yeah. And this guy was like, I was watching you guys all day. Uh-huh. But once you open up your mouth, you are not who you claim to be. That shook me. Yeah. I was so embarrassed. And I was like, what, what do, do you mean? mean? And he was just like, "You, the way you carry yourself, you carry yourself like with... Not only stature, but like well-educated, well-mannered, right? with a good head on your shoulders. But as soon as you open up your mouth, it broke off whatever it is you're presenting. I forgot exactly how he said it, but that's how I can remember it. When he said that, I was like, and I'm supposed to be the church? Yes, because I'll tell people, I had no problem telling people that I was Christian and saved. And those same people, they're looking at me cussing somebody else out. And I'm just like, mm, wow, that... That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. What I realized, though, in that time when I was thinking to myself, dang, maybe I'm not saved is because I was doing it in my own strength. Mm. Like, literally. But I'm very thankful that God literally gave me grace each time I said those cuss words. He forgave me when I repented. Mm-hmm. And now I'm realizing what it means to literally not do things in my own strength. Because I, I think for the first year, to be honest, I was still struggling with that. That was my biggest hurdle was cussing. Yeah. But I was doing it on my own strength. And that's mm-hmm. why I was very, very hard on myself. But when I realized that I needed to be honest with God first, because I was doing it on my own strength, I, mm-hmm. I didn't bring it up to him. Yeah, because sometimes I feel like when it comes to salvation, when you hear, when you go to church or you you watch a sermon online and you always hear the salvation portion, which is usually towards the end of the service, you always hear, which is true. It's not a lie. It's completely true. You know, like 
you are dead, but now you're alive and now your life will become better, which is completely true. And I'm not discrediting that. But I feel like sometimes the church forgets to mention like, hey, if you're still struggling with certain things, there's certain things that might not, you might not in a sense be delivered from. Like you have to walk through it, especially if you had a lot of trauma, Mm -hmm. especially if there's like specific things that you've struggled with or partnered up with. It's going to be taking fasting and praying to actually break certain things off of you with the help of the Holy Spirit. Now, some people can just wake up one day, give their lives to God, and they're delivered. They don't have no type of desire to do anything anymore. Mm -hmm. While other people, they have to legit walk it out. And I feel like sometimes... Um, in the church, we're not really taught that. Mm-hmm. So then now it gives the enemy a playground to play in our minds. Cause it's like, well, if I keep like for you, for example, cussing, mm-hmm. then I might as well just stay cussing and just whatever Jesus. And it's like, no guys, we got to continue no. fighting. Yeah, you're right. Cause I honestly was embarrassed. Like I didn't want to ask for prayer for anybody else. Clearly it was just me and you at the time. And yeah. I was just like, you know what? Let me just, I say I'm Christian. Let me do this for real. Mm-hmm. I asked God for help mm-hmm. and I repented. And it was really weird because it's like, girl, you know, Jesus lives in you. So even though you're not praying right then and there, you're cussing somebody out, do you not think he's there? Yeah. But anyway, at that time, I'm just like, you know what? Let me pray, ask God for forgiveness, and truly, legit, let him do his work. Yeah. But I didn't know once I did that, freedom was going to come. Because every time, I kid you not, guys, I even thought or was about to, or I actually fell and cussed. I had the worst stomach pains. I was nauseous. I didn't feel good. Like my desire was starting to, to not change. Thank you. Yeah. I was like, wow. God, for me to invite you, even in my disgustingness and me falling and me not thinking I'm not saved and I don't want to do this stuff anymore. And I was raw. You're giving me stomach aches. I have never felt like this before. When I cussed, yeah. When I cussed. Mm-hmm. And now when I remember that, the conviction starting to get really, really rough to the point that I was like, you know what? If I'm praising you with my mouth, Lord, I just don't think it's right for me to cuss in the same, in tongue. The same yeah. tongue. On top of that, I'm cussing to my brothers and sisters whom I am called to love. Yeah. You know, like things starting to make sense, but I'm very thankful that God walked with me that entire time. Yeah. I still have to watch what I'm watching. Like the rap music cannot be it. Cause that junk will just influence real quick. Like we really got to walk this out and yeah. certain things I watch, I try not to listen to too much profanity because then listen, all it takes is one good day. Right back. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like, I still have to put you have up to boundaries. practice it every day. And That's why it every the Bible day. says, work out your salvation daily. Yes, but I didn't know about boundaries then, because then I was all we, over the yeah, place. Which makes sense, because we mm-hmm. were under the pressure when we first got um, saved, is, you know, once you get baptized, and once you allow the Holy Spirit inside of you, and, you know, you profess Jesus as Lord, you shouldn't struggle with sin anymore. And for me... I would say yes and no because we still struggle. It's just now we have the power to fight with it. Now we have the power to not do it alone. Now we have the power to, you know, give it up and submit it to God and allow God to help us not fall into sin anymore versus before you gave yourself to Christ. Like, I don't remember how many times I'll catch an attitude. You say, girl, if you don't have nothing nice to say, don't say it at all. Yeah. You also came through to tell me. Girl, don't forget. Yeah. 
I mean, I had a potty mouth too, y'all. So <laughs> I don't want to talk to it and make it seem like I wasn't like a queen of profanity, okay? Because back in the old days, pre-Jesus, yeah, girl, every three words had a cuss word. But by the grace of God, he has helped both of us to walk through it and, and shown us like what it's like when we cussed. Like I literally felt like I was dying. Each word, mm-hmm. each syllable that came Thank out, you. Like I you felt like poison. I was drinking poison Thank at you. the same time. And when God revealed that to me, I was like, girl, we're going to have to get this together. But like I said, I was under the impression that, oh my goodness, I'm going to get baptized and I'm going to be perfect. No. And I don't have to do nothing, no work. It's like, girl, no. It's a relationship. This is a relationship and God is going to prune you every season. And when he decides, listen, girl, you can't cuss no more. It's going to go. Listen, girl, you can't watch this. It's going to go. Listen, girl, you can't listen to this. It's going to go. Some people, listen, girl, you can't wear this. It's going to go. You can't put this on. You can't use this brand. The more and more you walk with God, the more and more he is going to invite you into moments where you are sanctifying yourself and and you're walking into consecration Mm -hmm. and holiness. It doesn't all happen at once. Thank you, Jesus. He doesn't throw everything at us at once because he knows we are just flesh and we are dust and to dust we are going to return. So there's just certain things we cannot handle all at once, you know? Girl, we don't even know what's going to happen in the next five minutes, okay? Absolutely not. So <laughs> this podcast is definitely to encourage you guys. If you're struggling in a certain area and you have given yourselves to Christ and, and you are saved, don't question your salvation. However, don't partner up with sin. Submit it to the Holy Spirit and allow him to walk you through purity, walk you through sanctification and righteousness and holiness because the enemy will have a way with you if you don't know the truth. Right. And set up your boundaries. I didn't realize that, girl. What you're listening to, what you're watching yes. on every day is what's you're feeding your spirit. Promoting you. Yep. Thank you to say these things. Exactly. Because sometimes I'll be thinking to myself, I'm like, I'm not even mad. Yeah. There's no reason why I'm saying these words. But what I've learned is in these uh, Bible verses that I'm about to read is about the temptations. Mm-hmm. And when I figured that out, it's like, no, I have the power inside of me. The same power that resurrected Jesus Christ from the dead yeah, from the dead is in me. So that for I have the power to say no and tell my body, you, you. go sit somewhere. Mm-hmm. We're going to put you under Christ, and you're going to be subjected under Christ, and we're not doing this. Exactly. Period, boo. Yes. Period. Because my body is a temple that wants to host the Holy Spirit, and the best way to do that is to flee from sin. So you're going to have to go sit somewhere, Tamara's body. Girl, sometimes you have to talk to yourself like that. I'm being so serious. Sometimes when I talk to myself like that, people laugh, and it's like, it sounds funny, but sometimes you really got to talk to yourself and tell yourself to go sit somewhere. No, seriously. My first verse is 1 Corinthians 10, 13 in the ESV. It states that the temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. And God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand when you are tempted. He will show you a way out so that you can endure. Amen. Guys, if it's one thing that I know that I know that I know. When you guys are saved and you are struggling something that you were struggling with before you were saved, God is going to give you a way out. He did it to me. Or even... And for me. Within your walk. Within your walk, whatever it is. He sent people my way. And he wasn't the first person who told us, no, y'all, y'all good in the outside, but y'all dirty in the inside. And this man was not Christian at all. At all. 
if he can use a non-believer and donkeys and ravens and whales in the Bible, I I guarantee you he can use people. He will help you. Yes. And give your way out. We just have to obey it. Mm-hmm. and see it. My second verse is James chapter 1, verse 12 through 13 in the NLT version. God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation. Afterward, they will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. Mm-hmm. And remember, when you are being tempted, do not say God is tempting me. God is never tempted to do wrong. Yep. And he never tempts anyone else. I'm actually going to read on to 14. Temptation comes from our own desires, which entice us and drags us away. Mm-hmm. These desires give birth to sinful actions. And when sin is allowed to grow, it gives birth to death. I actually read that to 15. That wasn't in my notes, but I was like, wow, that makes sense. Every time when I keep thinking, I'm not saved. Oh, the enemy just wants to do this and take me out because I'm tempted. It's like, oh, wait a minute. If it's one thing we know about Jesus Christ, he died on the cross for all sins. Mm -hmm. Therefore, why would he tempt you to sin? Exactly. That ain't him. So that temptation is from your heart. And the enemy can only use something against you that you're tempted with. Mm -hmm. And he's going to snatch it and run with it. Mm -hmm. If you allow Because why would he throw something at you if you're not interested in it? He's only going to tempt you with things from your own heart and your own desire. Mm-hmm. Not God. Exactly. The enemy is not that powerful. We give the enemy too much powerful things. Yes. We, we always say, oh, the enemy's doing this, this, and this, and this to me. Well, if he's doing that and that to you, baby, what's in your heart? Mm-hmm. He can't throw something at you that you don't already... That you've partnered up with. Thank you. Exactly. If you partnered up with a specific sin, girl, you're just giving him a playground to play with. Just like how when we invite the Holy Spirit in us and when the Holy Spirit is dwelling in us, he can't come inside of us. Once you're saved, you can't be possessed by no devil. Absolutely not. Now, oppression, yes, that happens to believers. But once the Holy Spirit's in you, no devil can come inside of you. Period. Period. And I can say that confidently because I used to be afraid, like, oh my goodness, God, you know I know possession's happening and stuff. (laughs) Is it going to happen to me? And it wasn't until, I don't remember who said it, but a specific pastor, I think it was my pastor actually, who said it. And when I said it set me free... And I don't remember exactly what he said, but it's around this realm of once you are saved and the Holy Spirit lives inside of you, you cannot be possessed by a devil. The devil is a liar. Now, he can oppress you, but you cannot be possessed. When I said that made me free Mm -hmm. and it started to allow me to ask God, okay, God, what is inside of me? I know the Holy Spirit's in me, but take me deeper to understand what power is in me. Mm -hmm. And once I got that, I was like, oh my goodness. Okay, Holy Spirit. Activate. Activate. You knew I had to say it. Once I hear Holy Spirit. Activate. Activate. For me, when I first got saved, I was struggling with porn and lustful desires. And I know it's not something that women talk about often because it looks like it's only a man thing. That, you know, they're the only ones who watch porn and have lustful desires. But that is not true. There's a lot of women who are suffering in silence. With the help of the Holy Spirit, I said yes and decided to talk about it because of the freedom that I'm walking in to. But also, I do desire for a lot of my sisters who are struggling in that area that I've struggled with to walk in freedom. Because if freedom was given to me, I believe it's given to each and every one of you guys who are listening to this podcast who's struggling with porn or lustful desires. It's not an easy thing to break apart from. 
but it is very doable because with God, all things are possible. I used to always question my salvation to the point where I, at one point, even walked away from God and I was like, what's the point? I can never stop doing what I'm doing, God. So if I can't stop doing what I'm doing, I might as well just do what I'm doing and go to hell. I used to think that all the time because it was so hard for my spirit man in my flesh because I was fighting every single day. And then at one point I even questioned God because I was like, okay, God, I'm saved. I believe in you. Why am I still watching porn? Why am I still doing certain things I should not be doing? Why am I still struggling with lustful desires? I thought when I got baptized, everything went away and I was going to be delivered. I struggled and I would say my first year, two year of my walk, because I used to always be like, okay, God, like I'm struggling. Like I'm, I know I'm reading scripture and it says flee from sexual sin and, and lustful desires, but it's like, why does this have a grip on me? Parts of it was honestly, and I'm just going to be honest, it was a desire because I liked it. So why would I want to divorce something that I like? But another part, my inner being, my inner um, spirit was screaming, Tamara, we need to be set free from this because there's a lot of things that are being withheld from you. There's a lot of things that God wants to show you. There's a lot of things that God wants to take you on a journey, but he can't with this specific blockage, you know? Did you ever have a moment of like that turning point? Like we all got there of the desperation of yeah. give me Jesus, everything else will mm. flee. For those of us who literally were living in the world for a while yeah. and we, re we hit rock bottom and then we got Jesus. Like, did you have like a rock bottom? I had a rock bottom. Um, but what was your turning point? Like my turning point What did was, you do different? I'm just helping somebody else out there. Yeah, that's What fine. did you do different to not fall back there? Okay, I'll answer the first question and then I'll do the second. For me, my turning point was when I realized I was spending all day on it. Because the thing about porn that not a lot of people know, if you have not watched it, please, by the blood of Jesus, I pray for protection over your eyes. Porn is a device and a thing that the enemy uses to put pictures in your mind. Because just because you're not watching it, once you watch it and you close your eyes, it's literally, you can see it vividly to the point where I'm at church and I'm seeing it oh, in Oh, it mind. burns in your and mind. And it burns in the back of your retina. Because, you know, we see, when you see, you see in the image upside down from the back of your eye, but this is in your eye. So it's like, I'm dreaming and it's just there. Like legit. Um, in church, it's there. In my mind, it's there. I'm talking to people and I'm thinking about it. And it's one of those things when I came to a point, I realized that all my thoughts, my actions, my free time, everything I was doing was circling porn. And mm -hmm. I wanted to be free because I was like, I, I felt chained to it. I came to a point where I just didn't want to do it anymore. I was so desperate. If I have to ask for forgiveness today and you take me and I go to heaven, I know I won't have to struggle with this anymore. I knew freedom was available, but I didn't think it'd be available for me. And it wasn't until I cried and I said, God, take this cup of suffering from me. I know parts of the reason why I fell into this was my fault and I allowed peer pressure to get me here. I said, God, I believe in you. I know Jesus is in me. I don't have the strength to fight this by myself. I want to be set free. I don't want to keep going to sleep and I'm watching porn literally without watching it. I don't want to be at church and I'm seeing porn, not watching it physically, but you know, the pictures, it just fries your brain. And it's like, I don't have time to do anything because that's all I'm thinking about. 
And I laid out and I cried in the same spot where I used to watch porn. And I watched God transform it into a holy ground. Wow. And I'm amazed. Wow. I didn't know that. Yes. So it's like in the same spot where I would do what I'm not supposed to be doing is the same spot I'm worshiping God and telling him, thank you for allowing me to be free. You know, and I'm not saying this to get a pat on my back. I'm not revealing the, the things that I've struggled with for that. I'm, I'm doing it for that sister who is crying out to God for freedom. Because if you truly want freedom, he will give it to you because I'm a testimony that he did it for me. But it wasn't easy. The first thing I had to do was admit I had a problem. Mm-hmm. It took me a long time to admit it because I was like, I'm Girl, kind of wrong. you told me But after, here's the thing, guys. I had no when, idea. If you are struggling with a porn addiction or any, um, lustful. any lustful thoughts, you need to immediately go tell somebody. Because the enemy wants to isolate you mm-hmm. and keep you by yourself. I have an identical twin sister who's with me every second of the day, and I hid it for her for years. I had no it idea. It wasn't until... You broke down and cried, and you told me, I said, is it that serious? Because God told me to tell you. It was that serious. I and she no did idea. not know. And I didn't believe I would, you. Yeah, she did not believe me. I was like, me. let me like, turn around. Had, let me see your, your, your tears. Are you crying for real? Yeah. And she didn't know. So I'm saying this to say... There is power mm-hmm. and freedom and healing in confessing your sins to someone else. But for me, my first step was actually realizing I had a problem. I did not want to admit it. Because I'm like, me, Tamara, psh, a woman? Girl, please. This is a man thing. No, we suffer too. And that was my first step. For me, my second step was confessing it to God and repenting. Now, the repentance wasn't a one-time thing. God definitely fell again and 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 again. And then the third one was I decided I truly wanted to be free. Mm-hmm. And then that's when I confessed it to Tatiana because I felt like the Holy Spirit was telling me, I can't do this alone. At the time, I didn't know fasting. Because, girl, if I know, bye bye, we would have been putting this body into a fiest. <laughs> Starve. <laughs> but I didn't know. So with what I knew then, with those steps, I confessed to my sister and I told her, listen, I'm struggling in this area and I want to be set free and I can't do this alone because I've been doing it in my own strength. And each time I did it in my own strength, I fell again and again and again. This time I'm tired and I'm fed up because I don't want this anymore. And that's how I knew I wanted to be set free because parts of me wanted to be free from it, but other parts wanted it. And it wasn't until I came to the point where I did not desire it anymore. And I was like, okay, God, you're changing my desires because now I'm beginning to hate this thing. So please set me free. Now, the next couple of steps are more practical steps, which was I confessed it to Tatiana. She became my accountability partner. A lot of people say they want accountability until they have accountability. After I realized what accountability was, is my first step was, oh my goodness, okay, I'm going to be accountable to Tatiana and tell her. Did I tell her everything? No. And I still fell. <laughs> then I realized, okay, maybe I should tell her everything. So I'm like, okay, Tatiana. I call them heat flashes because I don't know how young our viewers are. I'm not trying to awaken love before it's time or awaken up anything in you. So read between the lines. I would tell her, I'm going through a heat flash. We need to do something. So that indicated her, at this moment, if you don't remove me where I'm at or change my mind, I'm going to fall. And... I had to trust her with that. I had to feel safe to know she wasn't judging me and she wasn't giving me shame and she wasn't condemning me. 
because she wanted me to be set free from that as well. Actually, that also put a different perspective to me of what accountability partner is. That was a lot of pressure. <laughs> I'm like, we're laughing now. I'm serious because I was like, dang, like Tamara is literally coming to me for help and surrendering. And like 99% of the time when you call, I'm either asleep or like I'm watching TV. And you know how I am when I'm watching TV, especially with my TV show. I shut everything out and I literally could not tell if you're serious or not. When you gave me this responsibility to be your accountability partner. Cause we said it, oh yeah, my sister, my accountability partner. That season showed me what accountability is supposed to look like. I realized, okay, Tamara, we need to allow Tatiana in your business at all times. So I gave her the passwords to all my phone. I allowed her to walk into my room without knocking. I allowed her to come to the bathroom without knocking. I allowed her um, to literally be in my business at all times. The door was always open. Um, when I was talking on the phone, I put it on speaker. So she can monitor what I'm talking about and what other people are saying. And if it went anywhere, she would say either you shut the conversation or you tell the person bye and go pray. And um, I'm grateful for that, you know, and I I love you. allowed her to go through my phones, my pictures, websites, everything, because if I knew she was looking for it, I couldn't hide. Because before I used to hide, I put locks and stuff like that. But now if I, I wanted her in my business, I love you too, girl. I wanted her in wow. my business. One hour later. <laughs> I wanted her in my business because I knew if I had nothing to hide, I would have to have nothing to hide. Like, as you're saying that for me, I'm like basically seeing you running through a hundred doors, but every door, when you open it, there's like a cement wall mm -hmm. because you gave me your password. So one door is probably your Literally. internet password. The other one's your messages. So mm -hmm. now you're freaking out because you can't get through a door. But mm -hmm. in reality, what are you getting through? Now yeah. you got to face your problems like mm -hmm. right then and there. I confessed to her my trigger points mm -hmm. and what triggered me and what made me feel a certain way. Um, and I know for me, what got me to think that way is I just felt like I was not enough. Mm -hmm. Like I was surrounded by shame and surrounded by I'm never going to be good enough for anyone. Each time I watched it, I was feeding. I'm never good enough. I'll never be good enough for a man. I will never be good enough to be who I'm called to be. I'll never be good enough for God. I will never be good enough for this. I'll never be good enough for that. I will never be a good enough mother or a good enough wife or a girlfriend. That's how I felt. So I was just feeding my pain with porn, not knowing that I was literally poisoning myself in the process. And when I realized that, Tamara, we are enough. Whenever I told Tatiana my trigger point and what caused me to go down there, we set up boundaries. And for me, my boundary was what I watched, mm -hmm. what I listened to, the conversations, who I'm hanging out with. Um, yeah, those R&B music. R&B music mm -hmm. had to go. Obviously, rap had to go. Big but I, there's R &B certain R&B music that I'm okay with, but majority of my R&B had to go. Majority of the things that I watched had to go. Even like pecking, kissing scenes had to go. I know it's probably not that serious for some, but for me, it is. Um, obviously intimate scenes I cannot watch even if it was like implied I had to skip because my mind would want to go there and I did not want my mind to go there um, each time when I had a thought or temptation try to come I immediately told Tatiana and she prayed for me or we left the environment whether it's going for a walk running going to the gym going for a drive worshiping um, I'm a true believer eating in eating <laughs> going out to dinner just in cute you know and Tatiana had to always reaffirm to me that I'm enough and I'm beautiful and anyone would be lucky to be my friend or 
to be my boyfriend and so on and whatever it was, she was always there to remind me that I am beautiful and God loves me and I'm God's beauty, you know? Also, um, I'm a firm believer in being practical. Go take a cold shower. Go run. <laughs> run to the point where you can't breathe. I definitely have done that a couple times where I would run to the point I could not breathe. I had to spend time with God, telling God, okay, God, I'm tempted in this area. I want to do this and I want to do that. Help me not do it. Help me not do it. Help me not do it. And I had to sit in his presence until I felt like that desire left. Sometimes it'd be 10 minutes. Sometimes I'm in there for an hour. Sometimes I'm in there for 30 minutes. Sometimes I'd have to go to my prayer closet every two minutes. Some days I went once a day. Some days I went 10 times a day. Some days I went 30 times a day. It just depends, you know? I wasn't perfect on that. On the walk to freedom from porn was not perfection. I didn't all. even know what your walk with freedom would look like. That it, it that gave me a different perfection. perspective nope. to not judge others when they're struggling something. And just because you were free from that, somebody could get delivered quickly and never turn back. Some people did. I you know I didn't for whatever reason I didn't. But I struggled in that season to the point where I honestly was like, dang, I'm not saved. Nobody can save me mm. because I keep falling and I keep sinning. What I'm gonna do? Because if God supposedly is my savior and he can't save me from this, I'm doomed. But then I realized, Tamara, it's it's you. You had the power inside of you this whole time. And the, the power is to give it to God, submit it to God. And he'll show you a way and out. And he'll show you a way out. The funny thing is when Tatiana said that verse, um, you know, God will show you a way out. Before admitting to Tatiana that I had a problem with lustful desires and porn, Tatiana will always pop up. Either she calls me, she texts me, hey, girl, let's do this. Hey, girl, let's do that. Now, if I had known that was God sending Tatiana to me to stop me, I would have taken it. But I didn't know at the time. I didn't know. I was and just bored. <laughs> she was just bored. And I'm like, girl, we with each other 24-7. Give me my private time. And I used to excuse that all the time. So that's another thing, too, is if you have to excuse your private time to do something that you couldn't do in front of your parents... Don't do it. Obviously, that's something you should not be doing because the devil will like to isolate you to do something alone and not allow people to know. So when I realized that and I was like, all right, Tamara, each time when Tatina comes to you, listen, it's the Holy Spirit sending her your way. And once I realized this was my way out, then I said, okay, God, the next time you do it for me again, I'm not going to reject her. And there's been times where I made up my mind, I was going to watch it. There's been times I was watching it and Tatiana walks in and I just said, oh, close. And I didn't allow myself to continue watching it because I knew God was using my sister and the Holy Spirit was using her to get to me to find my way out. And this is a long story short. I could have said a lot more, but I'll stop here to speak to whoever is struggling with lustful and porn. You're not alone. I've struggled with it, but I'm free, just like how you're going to be free. Um, find someone that you're safe with. Find someone who wants you to be free. If you're doing it with people who are partnering up with that lifestyle, you might have to leave those people to find your freedom. And sometimes finding freedom is leaving things behind, you know? And don't feel shame. Don't allow condemnation to overcome you, even though I know I've definitely done those two things. But freedom is for you too. Mm -hmm. Jesus died on the cross for that thing, for that thing that you're struggling with. And if God can get me through it, he will. Another thing I would say is do not allow yourself to pass that point. Because once you pass that point, you're going to fall into sin. 
put boundaries up where that line is for you and don't go to it. I say put boundaries, not where that line is. When I say put boundaries where that line is, let me be more clear. If you have five levels, your fifth level, you already done sin. But your third level is, girl, it don't matter what comes my way, we going down. So from level three on, we're done. I would say put boundaries at level one and don't pass level one. Amen. Because if you, it's when it comes to walking in purity and walking in that, when I say purity, I mean sexual purity because purity is not only about sex, y'all. It's but not. When it, when it comes to walking in sexual purity, it's about how far away from the line you can get. So that's what I mean. So if you know your trigger point and you know where you get, where it's like, it don't matter if Jesus come, I'm still doing it. Put your boundaries lower and remove yourself from that line completely and run because you're going to fall. I hope this is freeing to someone who's struggling in this area. Don't suffer in silence. Find someone, even if it's me, you can DM me online. You can DM me um, through our podcast page if you're struggling. And I would love to talk to you because you're not in this alone. I wish that I had someone tell me the steps when I, prior to my salvation, when I was struggling. I wish someone could have told me. But at least I had the Holy Spirit and I had my sister at the time. But don't don't suffer this alone. Don't be embarrassed. A lot of women are struggling with this. This is not a men thing. Don't listen to the lie of the enemy when it comes to not being saved and all this other stuff. You are still saved. We just have to walk out our salvation. Our spirit man is free, but sometimes our mind don't think it, or sometimes our environment don't look free, or our flesh don't look free. So we have to allow our flesh to catch up with our spirit. But that doesn't mean you're not saved. So if the Holy Spirit can do it for me, I believe he can do it for you. And I pray and I plead the blood of Jesus over your mind. I plead the blood of Jesus over your heart. And I pray that God will show you a way out. But when he does, my sisters, please take it. And it could be through a person. It could be through a sermon. It could be through a pastor. It could be through a friend inviting you to go to dinner. Don't over-spiritualize it. If he gives you a way out, take it and run. And the more and more you take it, the more and more you can say no, the more power the Holy Spirit will give you to say no. So Philippians 3, 13 through 14 in the ESV, brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and starting forward to what lies ahead. Amen. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Jesus Christ. So we just have to move forward and forget the past. If you fall today, and God gives you the grace tomorrow to have another day. Repent of your sins and keep going, keep going. Do not give up. Don't sit in that mindset of, oh my goodness, I keep falling. It's never going to work. I'm just going to, no, don't. The devil is a lie. I fell today. God, you gave me the grace. I repent of my sins. Help me. Give me the strength, oh God. Fast, 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 fast. There is power and freedom in fasting. Fast, 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 fast. Continue praying. Stay connected to your sisters. Stay connected to a community of true believers that love God. Your freedom will set you free by the grace of God, and I believe it for you. And if you are listening to this podcast and God has freed you, send me a DM or, I don't know, put a comment under the thing so I, I can see it because this is something that I truly want for each and every one of my sisters who are in this area to be free. If any of you guys are struggling with you know, questioning your salvation, the devil's a liar. 
Now, we're not telling you to partner up with sin. We're not telling you that God is pleased with the cycles of sin in your life. But what we are saying is if you allow the Holy Spirit inside of you, you have the power to overcome sin. That is what Jesus died for on the cross. So instead of us partnering up with the enemy and just allowing ourselves to fall into sin, let's run to Jesus with our sin and allow the Holy Spirit to wash us, to cleanse us, to clean us, and allow us to walk into a life of righteousness and holiness. Thank you for listening to our show. If you like what you are hearing, make sure to rate us and subscribe to our podcast everywhere you listen to podcasts, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram where we will be able to communicate with you all. And don't forget to share our podcast to any sisters in your community where you feel can be blessed by this episode. Thank you for your support. We appreciate you all. We love you guys. Let's grow together one discussion at a time. Until next time.